everyone and welcome back to That's Lame, the equestrian podcast for horse girls from horse girls. Welcome back everyone. Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Firstly, I just want to say I'm really sorry if you hear any like crackling embers in the background. Me and Evie are currently sat in front of the fire. Even though I feel like today's been such a lovely spring day, it feels like spring is near. And we're in February now, so we made it through the 8,000 days of January, so well done team. Yeah, one of our listeners wrote in, it is February, it is a new month, let alone week, January is over. With like four exclamation marks. goodness. To be fair though, my January wasn't that bad. My January was horrendous. Yeah, okay, Mine was quite well, it wasn't horrendous, that's a real like over exaggeration, but it wasn't. I wouldn't stay again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not giving it a five star review on TripAdvisor. It's like a three out of ten. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm glad that it's a new month, which is so funny, really, because it's so like arbitrary. What does arbitrary mean? Like random, as in that we're like, oh, because it's the first of February. Oh, everything's better now. Yeah, it's like, it's so silly, but it does work like that. And I find that especially, I'm very much like, okay, January closed. I'm like, leave it, put it in the effort bucket and just (laughs) like carry on. Yeah, yeah. Two good things that have come out of January though is that Evie and I have both qualified for the Winter National Championships. Yep. Well done us. You've qualified with Louis. Did we speak about that already? No, I don't think so. Yeah, so I took Louis to Parwood Area Festivals in the PSG Silver and we came second. Lovely jubbly. Yeah, it was really good. And I think what was exciting as well is that we came second by quite like a small margin and we had a massive mistake. Yeah. So like I messed up my threes basically. But then in saying that, me and Louis had like a really far from ideal build up. I rode him twice in total before the competition, which obviously isn't ideal, but we had various things go wrong as well as frozen arenas yeah so we just weren't really able to train slash practice but in saying that I was quite pleased with that outcome because I was like oh okay like if it wasn't for that one mistake yeah we actually would have won by probably quite a decent margin yeah so like looking forward the national championships are in April so you've got a long time to kind of improve and get back in the groove and oh improve and get in the groove oh that was lovely that rhymed and um yeah it's exciting isn't it yeah and it's funny because I think sometimes people are like oh they don't get why they haven't got the score they wanted even if they've just had one mistake and it's like yeah but even one mistake is so costly but people yeah. don't always see it like that like if you get three out of ten from like two judges that's a huge that's one of charlie mcdowell's icks yeah that's <laughs> what I... when, is when you say um like oh from like all three judges because yeah but it's how it works though yeah. but yeah, people yeah. don't get that they're like i only had one mistake why is my score like that and it's like yeah. well that one mistake is actually quite costly relative to yeah. the yeah, yeah. I have qualified for the Advanced Media Music with Simba. I went to Only Winter Regionals and I came second in the music. I was so happy with Simba. He went amazing. Though I would say when I came out, my mum and Simba's owner, Susan, were both crying. Were they actually? They literally had to. And I was like, "What? why are you crying? I was like, what's wrong? And they were like, it was just so good. And literally, they were like in tears, like oh in pieces. God. And I was like... I've never made, I've never done that before. I've never made them cry like that. So that was quite like new. I mean, we were so thrilled with Simba. He was just so good, but we were slightly disappointed with the 
not really with like the scores, but I came second kind of like, it felt like on a technicality. Two judges had me to win and one judge had me fifth. And then they kept changing the scores after the end of the class. And yeah, kept, and the, like, the person that won, like no one had that person first or something. Yeah, so that felt... That's weird. Because it was quite a small class and it was all, you know, very good professionals and then me, which felt a bit weird. And they didn't give out the scores until after the class. So we were all just standing there waiting for them. And then when the scores came out and we were all looking at it and we were all reading it and it was a bit like... Wait, how does that work? Because it was like, it just, the numbers didn't really make sense. And then they took the scores down, then they brought them back out. Then they took them down again, then they brought them back out. And it just kind of went on and on. And we were all just a bit like... What's going on? Yeah, what's going on? It just felt a little bit odd. And it felt a little bit like an always the bridesmaid, never the bride type situation. Because I really feel like... Simba deserves to win and obviously Simba himself doesn't care where he comes like he thinks he's amazing all the time anyway because he is but I was thinking I was like reflecting on this after it and I was like because Simba spent so long off and I didn't think he'd ever be able to be ridden again let alone competed I feel like I really try and treasure each outing that he has and to me I just feel like I really want him to get like the recognition that I feel like he deserves I think everyone has that with their horses to some extent you know you ride them you clothe them you feed them you have such a bond with them and you love them so much and you almost see them for how talented they are and you want everyone else to see that and I get what people mean when they're like oh but you know it's just a score it's just a competition it doesn't reflect anything and it's like yeah but it does though actually I know on paper it does yeah because I'm like oh he really deserves to have his picture in horse and hound and like for me to be able to contact his breeders and be like look at what your horse won in the UK like isn't he amazing but I kind of didn't get that and it kind of just felt a bit like oh because like I don't I I mean I highly doubt that I'd be able to win a straight regional class with him so the music was kind of like our only shot at winning and I mean this sounds so stupid me being like oh I only came second but no I don't think it's stupid yeah I was just I, I'm like I'm I'm obviously thrilled that I've qualified but I was just a bit like oh I'm just a bit disappointed that he didn't get the win that he deserves and like the recognition like you said yeah I don't think that's stupid at all I think you know so much work goes into these horses and like I said when you think that they're so talented and obviously Simba is so talented he does deserve to win I mean unfortunately he didn't yesterday but there will be another day but still like I don't think it's silly to want to win I mean I think as a competitive rider you should always be wanting to go in and do your best and if your best for that horse is well this horse can win this because he's in that ability yeah I don't think that's silly I think that's quite rational to be honest yeah so yes overall January has been a mixed bag I think you've had a good January to be fair yeah my my January has been quite good I'd say weather wise we haven't been that bad have we no which I find a bit concerning because I'm like there's a storm coming yeah it's brewing I thought that brewing I thought that the other day because I was like oh we did have you know that week of the arena being completely frozen yeah but I was like it wasn't like it was snow or ice like we haven't had snow or ice for ages and I'm like it's coming like it's got to come at some point when is it gonna be I feel like maybe end of February March do you think yeah Uh, the next regionals yeah (laughs) yeah I think it'll snow the week that I'm meant to be taking Terry (laughs) (laughs) foreshadowing it <laughs> also this podcast is now a year old oh my god yeah yeah if anyone has been listening right from day dot please let us know because 
You're like an OG fan. It feels a lot longer than a year, can I just add? Yeah, I feel like this is taking years of our lives as well. <laughs> I think, like, my mum the other day was saying, like, oh, you've been doing it for ages now. And somebody else said that as well. And I was like, we haven't even done a year yet. No. And they were like, what? And I was like, I know. I was like, I don't know what's happened. I think people's lives with horses change so much, like, year to year. Yeah, I think so much happens, doesn't it? I mean, you could miss like a couple of days on the yard and it's like you've missed a month of oh, like yeah. things that happen. It's yeah. really weird. Like time is so subjective like that. Okay, moving on to dilemmas. Hey, first off, absolutely love your podcast. Such easy listening for people in the equestrian community. Thank you very much. I have a dilemma slash topic for you. Turning out in your school during winter due to limited slash no field turnout, especially with this rain. I feel like it's such a controversial topic and people are either wholly against it or are not really bothered. I'd love to hear your guys' take on it. Um, So my first thoughts is it's not really something that I've heard of that much. It's turning out in your school. I've thought about it before. I do have thoughts on it. Do you have thoughts on it? See, I've seen and come across it a lot myself. Have you? Yeah, and actually at home, we used to do it. Okay. So I feel like in general, turning out in arenas either happens at really small homey yards where you've got like a couple of stables and like a tiny amount of land, like an acre if you're lucky. Or you see those like big studs or big yards abroad that do the surface like turnout pens. Yeah, but they're like they wouldn't turn out in their actual arena. Yeah, so I think it's probably more small yards because like for example if we wanted to turn out in our arena there's not really that much time in the day when the arena's not being used for riding no and also if i had a professional yard i wouldn't want to turn out in my arena because obviously it's wearing down your surface it's well, yeah reducing the quality of your arena by having a horse just yeah. like because also it's different to like riding on it where you're sort of like controlling where the horse is going but in the arena like they're rolling they're digging they're walking around i would also say the i hate using this word but like the poo situation and like if they we yeah on your surface it is really going to be incredibly damaging to your surface especially if you've got a good surface in which you work sport horses on you're not going to be wanting to have like random wet patches no or, i mean like horses urine is so like toxic getting I mean, it breaks down like the boots on your rubber <laughs> <laughs> it breaks down like the rubber on your boots doesn't it yeah it's so toxic and i mean you don't want that on your surface i've been to places where if a horse has peed like the end of the lesson which some horses do which i find a bit odd people have to come up with towels to mop it up so i mean you wouldn't turn your horse out in that no so for me it's very situation specific i wouldn't do it myself it was if it was at my own base but then like I said that's because if I had my own yard it would be a professional yard and I'd be using the arena a lot and I'd be wanting to maintain its quality but in saying that for instance at home my mum sometimes turns our retired mare out in the arena if it's like horrendous weather or if the fields are really wet because we've only really have like an acre and also no one's being ridden on the arena anymore no so it doesn't matter like yeah what happens to it essentially like yeah. we still maintain it we still harrow it and all of that sort of stuff but it's different whereas before when we had a couple more horses at home when i was at home riding we wouldn't turn out in the arena we'd hand walk them if we couldn't yeah. turn them out or we might like lunge them or loose lunge them in there but we wouldn't just leave them in there 
No. But now it's like, well, we've got a retired mare and a Shetland companion pony. I don't think anyone's ridden on the surface for like a few years. It's like, okay, it doesn't really matter then. Preserve your grass because that's what's more important for those two horses. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sort of like, for myself, it's a no, but it's sort of situation specific. I'll make allowance. I would say my other thought on it is you'd have to put hay or hay nets or something out for your horse to like forage on. Yeah. Which again, then if you put a hay net up, then you'd be having hay, like little bits of hay or whatever left in your surface. Yeah. And then if the horse goes to pick them up, it would be very, I mean, that would worry me so much. And this seriously worries me when I see like turn out pens and things like that is sand colic is so easy for them to get, which is where they, like, if they nibble at hay that's on a sandy surface, they'll pick up tiny bits of grains of sand and it'll build up in their gut. And we, years ago, we had a horse over from Portugal that had a buildup of sand and it was like one of the most horrific things you've ever seen. And the horse ended up dying and it was just absolutely horrific. And having seen that, I would never feel a horse on on sand whatsoever i know that's why i find it so intriguing when you see online all the time in these yards abroad so many of their like top horses are just like in sandy turnout pens with like hay and food on the floor i know i mean you can buy supplements that like flush them out to prevent the sand build up but personally for me and I've spoken about this with my mum before, we've been like, what's the point of a small turnout pen? Because it's not like they're eating grass and sometimes the turnout pens are so small. It's like, yeah, they can roll and maybe like get up and like jump about, but not very far. And when you're like turning the horse from like a stable out in a turnout pen and then you're just like giving them hay and hay and water and they're just standing there eating it, it's a bit like, what's the difference between that and their stable? It's not yeah. like they're able to move around and you know have the freedom and forage that they're meant to have yeah i mean i can see the benefits of it in the winter when like you can't get them out but when some people are like oh yeah they go out but they actually only go out in a turnout pad and that's all year round i'm a bit like "Mm, interesting or when people just use turnout pens for if they're mucking out or something that's different yeah that's different like just to sort of be like oh change scenery and also to get you out the stable so it's easier yeah yeah i'd say that's different but yeah when people turn them out in turn out pens and they're like it's the equivalent of being them of them being turned out i'm like no it's not i think what's good with the arena we have at home so we put a hay net out for my mare that goes in there but we always scrape back the hay that ends up being on the floor but she's not particularly a foodie anyway so she doesn't really eat much but we've got these like grass verges round the side yeah where grass is just naturally growing it's like an earth mound round the side so actually when we put her in there she's grazing as well yeah i mean that's like ideal that's very ideal and also we're not using the arena so it's like it doesn't matter but yeah i don't know i think she's doing the maintenance yeah (laughs) i think (laughs) she's just just, keeping keeping the grass down she's just doing the gardening yeah but yeah for this dilemma i'm not really sure i mean if you were Okay, take it as like a different scenario. If you were on a livery yard and you wanted your horse to go out and you were like, okay, can I like ask if my horse can go in the school? You could see how like the livery owner would be like, no. Yeah. But then I can see it from the other point of view of like, oh, it gets my horse out and moving and they can wander around the arena and stretch their legs. Yeah, I think for me, like relating to this person that sent it in, I would sort of just say, have a think about 
what we've spoken about and relate that to your situation yeah are you competing to a high level are you a professional you know what's your setup at home don't feel judged by it like it sounds like you're only trying to just do the best for your horse and that's all anyone can do I would say as well like the main reason that we don't turn out in winter is because we're trying to preserve the fields for the spring and the summer so my thoughts would be you want to surely preserve your arena for your riding because that's what it's there for yeah do you know what I mean yeah totally I know the weather is terrible right now and I know a lot of horses in the UK are not getting turned out but it's kind of like you just have to like grin and bear it but then also if you're feeling really guilty about not being able to get your horse out then maybe do like a halfway house of just thinking oh okay I'll put him in the arena for a couple of hours or an hour max and then bring him in so then you've got like oh at least he's gone out and stretched his legs and walked around but he hasn't put much damage on the arena because he's just mooching about do you know what I mean I wouldn't even turn mine out for an hour in there maybe t- maybe like instead of lunging them just like let them loose school yeah but I don't think I'd leave mine in the arena for that long well even if you were more like lower level I don't know I mean it's just like the cost of having arenas put in yeah I'm true. just like I would not want you to I mean the other day I was lunging one of the stallions they got away from me and decided to roll <laughs> and literally the the patch where they rolled because they flattened it down so much it's still there now that was yeah. like a week ago yeah and I'm like that was one little roll I think it depends on your horse as well like some horses if they're super sensible they'll probably just walk around yeah and like if they're going to do that then that's no different to you just walking around when you're on board yeah but if your horse like I know for instance that if I put Terry out in the arena he would do something stupid in there I just know he would. Do you think? I yeah, think mine would just stand at the gate and like just be like, what am I doing here? Bring me in. No, he'd be looking in the jump hut. He'd be looking in the teaching hut. <laughs> he'd be trying to get grass, little blades of grass outside yeah, yeah. the fence. He'd probably sniff the mirrors. Like, I just yeah. know that because he would be like, oh, okay, like she's put me in here. How bizarre. <laughs> I'll go around and investigate. And I just know that he'd just do something stupid because yeah. he'd get bored. Whereas if he's in the field, he just eats because he's like food. He's so foody or yeah but yeah i think it also depends on your horse if you think your horse is just going to mooch about then no different to when you're on board really but if your horse is going to be a bit sharp and silly then that's going to really damage your arena then bolting around yeah so in conclusion it's a tricky one yeah in conclusion my conclusion is that facilities on yards have a purpose and an arena's purpose is not for turnout yeah that's my you're strong on that that, that's my thought on it I'm more on the fence I sort of think are you on the arena fence? yeah I'm more on the <laughs> arena fence I sort of think I don't know your setup but for me it's a bit more situation specific if it's just your own arena at home and it's for a few hours or your horse is quite sensible or whatever I think there can be some allowances made I personally wouldn't do it myself but that's relating specifically to me yeah I mean you do you like that's basically what I think you you do what you want that's what I think yeah like I wouldn't do it myself but that's so specifically related to my situation I don't necessarily know the ins and outs about this person yeah All right, moving on to general chit-chat. Have you seen that Bella Hadid is dating a cowboy? No, I haven't. I literally don't know anything about this. You literally live under a rock. I know. No, Bella Hadid is literally dating a cowboy and she's been at like reigning championships, literally full cowgirl, like, oh, what's it called? Um, 
barrel racing? I think, no, she's, she was riding a cutting horse, which is the ones that, like, jump, like, side Oh, I've seen that ages ago she was doing, like, some Western stuff. It was only, like, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. Came I out. have no idea. No, yeah, she's literally doing a cowboy. That's really cool. I know. I was literally like, oh, and then I was thinking about it, and I was like, God, I cannot believe how many men despise horse girls when, like, highest paid supermodels are horse girls. I know, like, I'm Kendall literally like, Jenner. how does that connect? Kendall so Jenner, you can fancy Kendall Jenner and Bella Hadid, but you don't like horse girls. I'm like, they are horse girls. I know, but I wonder whether it might be a little bit more, like, country specific like i don't know whether it's just like a preconception within the uk that like yeah. horse girls are a bit of an ick whereas like in america if you're a horse girl you're a cowgirl yes which is so much cooler might be seen as a bit different i'm not yeah. sure but well, I, I had no idea about that but i do feel like i'm really living under a rock at the moment <laughs> sometimes i'm like oh my god did you see this online and he's like no and i'm like how did you not see it <laughs> i just i really don't go no. on it that much no and when I do, it doesn't... Like, Instagram at the moment just keeps showing me my own picture from Parwood that I posted. Well, it's a big fan. Every it's time fan. on the grid, I'm like, do I like my own photo? Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. Have you seen that trend on Instagram? It's not a trend, actually. It's something that's happening at the moment where celebrities' pictures from, like, 2012 are coming up on the For You page. No. It's like a... It's happening to me as well. I go on what, my from 2012. I go was on my, Instagram a thing in 2012. I go on my for you page and I'll have like a photo from 2012 of like Tom Holland being like bored but felt like a selfie and he's like in bed or something and it's like a really grainy like no, 2012 selfie. That. Oh my god! And I read the comments because I was like, why is this coming up? Loads of Justin Bieber with Selena Gomez as well. No, from when they were together. And I was looking through the comments and everyone was going, why am I getting all these celebrities? How funny posts on my for you page from like 10 years ago. Yeah, and like loads of people saying it, and I don't know why I'm getting it either. I don't understand Instagram, to be honest. And then, like, something that I don't understand in terms of, like, horsey stuff is that the best riders don't have the most followers. I know, it's weird, isn't it? It is really weird, really weird. And then some people have so many followers and just get, you know, so much praise. And I'm not saying they're bad, but I'm like, but why are you not praising, like, the other people that are, you know, doing better or... It's the same... In, like, other industries as well, though, I think it's the whole, like, influencer yeah. construct, as in, like, in other industries, say, like, fashion, there are loads of, like, absolutely beautiful sounding girls that don't have many followers. Yeah, you and me included. <laughs> Whereas you'll get this, like, rogue influencer who's, like, you know, still attractive, but not, like, breathtakingly supermodel beautiful. Yeah. With, like, a million followers. I know. It, I, I just don't get it. If you know how to, like, play the system, I guess. If you know how it I works. I do not know how to play the system. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know if I want to get it. No, I don't think I want to get it. I like posting. I mean, I'm quite terrible on social media, really. I don't post No, I, th I think the whole point is you're meant to post really consistently. Uh, yeah, you're meant to post really consistently and, like, have sort of... A running aesthetic I guess yeah or have like an image that's like very you but I just don't have that <laughs> I do such rogue <laughs> pictures I just post what I want yeah so do I yeah and then I look at the grid and I'm like it doesn't look that nice I know I'm like who made that <laughs> oh it's I did ugly. <laughs> but no I didn't know about Bella Hadid that's so yeah is he good looking have you seen a picture of him um let me get a picture up 
Okay, everyone listening, go and search up Bella Hadid and Boyfriend Cowboy. Okay. I wonder how they even met. Probably at a horse thing. Yeah. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Who is Bella Hadid's new boyfriend? In short, he's a cowboy. <laughs> Told you. The supermodel was spotted kissing and holding hands with cowboy Adnan Banulaz <laughs> last October at the Fourth Work Stockyard in Texas City. That name's got a ring to it. I'll remember <laughs> the that. The two were even wearing coordinating jeans and boots. Jeans and boots. Is there a picture of him though? Yeah, look, this is him. This is him raining. Yeah, but I can't see his face. Yeah, but look at him go. I'm going to stalk Bella Hadid. Okay, um, he's not your average equestrian. He's actually a big star in the horse riding world. He's not your average equestrian. <laughs> Don't you find things written by like non-equestrian people to be so funny? Oh my God, there's like cowgirl pictures of her. Gosh, she's so beautiful. Ugh. Yeah, that's that's the horse, Tito. Yeah, but which one is he? She hasn't tagged him. And no. It's that little man. That <laughs> <laughs> that's him. I I would love to be a cowgirl. I'd love, love, love to be a cowgirl. See, I feel like, I don't mean this as like an insult. Am I going to be insulted? <laughs> I feel like you'd actually hate it. Uh, yes, I would. <laughs> yes, yes, I would. I would actually hate it. I think it would really stress you out because it literally could not be more polar opposite to dress up. I've ridden a like cow, a legitimate cowboy's horse. But I mean, it's not the riding. I mean, like being embodying a cowgirl lifestyle. Number one, it's quite like tends to be a bit misogynistic in that industry. Yeah. Because it's very male dominated. Yeah. Also, I think like being a cowboy or cowgirl is really hard work yeah it does seem it, does and it's, seem it. it seems like from this side of like this side of the pond it's really like glorified and we're like yeah i want to be a cowgirl and i've got like my little cowgirl boots that like. <laughs> but also i love how it's like it sounds like really hard work it's like really difficult to be a cowgirl it's also dangerous and they don't have proper helmets <laughs> if they fell off like i would be do lally i'd fall also, off like, all the time and i'd have such bad concussion i probably wouldn't even know who i was no. anymore i'm so like particular about what i'm wearing i'm like if i don't have my mid laura's that's what i would i can't ride and they're just like out there like flare jeans flappy like, chaps galloping about yeah With tassels on them oh yeah no i'm not sure i would love to like properly give it a go but i think <laughs> i don't even think you'd like riding a horse like that's narrow and like no, neck doesn't no, bend well, from I've, side to side <laughs> i've ridden a cowboy's horse when i was in america but he didn't understand british <laughs> english he only understood American English, so he did not understand what I was saying whatsoever, this cowboy. He was called Dave. He was like the embodiment of a cowboy. And I was like leading out this horse and first he had to put a smaller saddle on it that had like a knife holder. Me and my friend that I was staying with out there, we just could not stop laughing because it was just such a funny situation. And he was like, oh yeah, get on this horse. I, I believe it was called Gunner this horse like of course it was and it was a roping horse used like out on the farm as a roping horse i asked him like what the aids were and he literally had no idea what i, what I was saying he would then turn to my american friend alicia and be like what's she saying and i was like I, I, we're talking the yeah. same language like what 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 are you saying so anyway i had just no instruction so i got on this horse in a tiny little round pen and the arena surface was literally so deep, it might as well come up to the horse's knees. And I get on, I'm like sitting there and I'm like, right, okay, 
I'm ready? Like, let's go. Let's go forward. And the horse just didn't move. So I like gently squeezed it with my legs and it just ran backwards. And it was like, it like ran backwards with its head down. And it was like, that's because that was the aid to go backwards. And then I just started laughing and I was like, I have no idea how to drive this thing. It's like trying to drive on the wrong side of the road and like an automatic instead of like a, I don't know, gear stick. It was literally just absolutely ridiculous. And, but I wish I'd kind of had like someone to actually tell me how to ride it. Cause then I would have been able to do it properly. Yeah. I think they're just very different. So different. Horses. So I feel like so different. the reality, I feel like you wouldn't actually. No. You'd rather do what you're doing. Oh yeah. But I'd, I'd rather do it dressed as a cowgirl because it's just cooler, isn't it? Yeah, it is very glamorised in this country, though. It'd be interesting to... I think I would enjoy it, actually. I've done, like, trekking before, and I loved that. Yeah. Like, galloping, like, on the countryside. Like, I would love to do that. And I think I would... I'd suit the climate as well. I would not suit the climate. But, like, the cattle herding. Like, they're... That looks intense. I think I think there there's not so many like working cowboys no. though out there. There's a lot more of like the like reigning classes and what Bella Hadid does. You know, she's not out there actually like putting the cows in the right field. But like. you know, like what you see on the films when it's like a massive open field, like beautiful scenery. Oh yeah, like a hundred cows and oh, like yeah. two cowboys. I mean, that must just be really cool. That yeah, that would be a real buzz. I'd have no control over the cattle, but I'd be like, this is really cool. This is fun. <laughs> This is fun. Yeah, if you fall off, like you're gonna be like crushed by like a hundred cows. Like crack your head open because you haven't yeah. got a proper helmet on. <laughs> yeah, literally. And how stupid would you look with a helmet on instead of a cowboy hat? But the chaps, the leather chaps, though. Like, why do they wear such big leather chaps to protect their legs? I don't know. Or is it just an aesthetic? I think it's just an aesthetic. I'd love to know more about like the uniform. <laughs> I wonder if there's an American podcast out there of cowboys and they're like why do you think like like, these english riders wear like these tailcoats (laughs) i just think like a hat manufacturer like charles owen or like whatever gosh they must they should manufacture a a cowboy hat like a a hard hat yeah cowboy hat yeah so like a normal hard helmet with a massive like rim round (laughs) and pitch it to the cowboys I don't, and think the I don't think it would fit in. It would look really bad. <laughs> you, have you heard what the cowboy hat rule is? No. I don't want to tell you. Because it's rude. Oh, what, on the door? On the door? Hat on the doorknob. No. <laughs> oh. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> So it was rude, so I was just guessing. No, it's not rude. It's like Pe- this podcast peeing is in a hat. PG. It's not peeing in a hat. <laughs> hat over. No! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, guys. Thank you for joining us on our cowgirl dream. <laughs> and well done for getting through January with us. Well yeah. done to us for getting through January. Well done, team. It's it's hard. It's hard work getting Here's through Here's to January. a long February as well. We've got a leap year. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That's Lame. And we will see you next time. Love you. Bye. bye.